day two of training for the zombie apocalypse and I'm tired. I don't know I don't know that I'm tired, but I'm low energy. <clears throat> very yeah, very low of energy today. That's that's how I'm showing up. But that's okay. We're here. We're here together. I've got a bit of um discomfort in the left bit of my I don't know what you call it. Well, it's the left part of my mouth. It's not it's not really the lip. It's like it's sort of it's sort of where lip meets cheek because I put a fork in there and the fork was hot. So it's burned burn my little bit of cheek there. That's, you know, it's my own fault. I was making beef and rice. Um could have done with adding a bit more flavor. That's that's my note for 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 this particular meal. But it's okay. Lots of things are okay. Everything is uh, always and already okay. So this is the lighthouse. And yeah, I think it's going to be a subdued one today. We had the standing up high energy one yesterday. I'm very much sat down today. I've actually, I've, I've been on this floor of this studio today. I was, uh, I was being meditated at. And... Um, Another way of putting that is that I was uh, enjoying a guided meditation, and I decided to do it on the floor. And uh, all the way through today's session, I nearly went to sleep. I actually found my <laughs> I actually found myself snoring. I woke myself up with it within like uh, five seconds. I was asleep for about five seconds. And I started snoring. And then I, the sound of my snoring woke myself up because I wasn't, you know, fully ready for sleep time. I never, I don't think I ever used to snore, but uh, as I've uh, grown in um, biliousness, that's, that's, that's not the right word. Um, oh, what was what's that word now? I mean, there's portliness, but there's also... Uh, there's there's another one there, which will, it, it it it'll come to me. Um, yes, then then the snoring has become a bit more of a thing. Um, but you know, I'm taking steps to address that. Hence, day three or day two of uh, zombie training. So yes, this is the lighthouse. Let's let's find out how you are today. What's uh, what's coming up for you? Let's spend a little bit of time asking your. Your heart, your mind, your body, your soul. What would it like you to pay attention to today? What can we do? What can we give some time to, to for just a few seconds at least to say, hmm, acknowledged. Okay. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to judge it. Just that moment of, huh. And really, that sound, huh, <clears throat> it's kind of it's kind of one of the most important... That was a long pause, wasn't it? It's kind of one of the most important, useful noises, vocalizations that we can make. Because it is the sound of curiosity. Huh. If we can make that sound, 
when we are angry or frustrated or even fearful, any kind of negative emotion or thought pattern, what if we replace that with, huh? And so the, not, huh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the judgment sense, but, huh, you know, with a head slightly cocked to the side there, just, huh, that's interesting. Huh. What's, what's, what's that? I think it can, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe gives you a moment to, to look inside and get some useful, useful stuff out of it, you know? Huh. As I thought, I uh, picked some useful stuff up today in in the realm of of mindfulness. Thanks to uh, uh, thanks to a friend, and uh, a couple of things really that that sort of stood out for me. Um, and uh, just pulling them up. The mind is like Teflon for the bad stuff, and Velcro for the good stuff. I appreciated that, right? We can all identify with that as a thing, can't we? We all know that feeling of the the bad, the negative review or the negative bit of feedback is so much harder to deal with, but we take it on board and we store it and we believe it versus... The positive stuff, which we sort of it, it glances off us, and it almost has no effect and no no relevance because of the fact that our mind is trying to protect us. It's trying to keep us safe. You know, that's uh, if you've read any of the Chimp Paradox, you get a sense of that there uh, of this idea that it doesn't really talk about negativity bias. I don't think I don't remember it, it doing that, but that is the thing. And and you know, any time we deal with Imposter syndrome, as I was having a moment to yesterday. Um, then just being, just remembering that that is, that's just what the brain has to do because it, it's it's hardwired to keep us safe, and uh, we don't respond to what people say; we respond to what our minds tell us about what people say that one i really i really appreciated as well sort of on the same lines if you think about negative comments or feedback or or you know just negative energy that you get from people what we really what we respond to how we react is is what our brain perceives if you think about all the times that someone said something and you misinterpreted it, like even in, in real life, think about all those times someone said something and, and, and you took it one way and they didn't mean it that way. That's because of the stuff, the junk that's in between their, what they sent out and your perception of it. So your perception of it it's like when you it's like um lenses on a camera that distort you know it's like putting on a, a fisheye lens or whatever 
that creates this effect that distorts what was actually received. And if we can try and just take in, or even, you know, those moments where you, you sort of, you think, I wonder if it was meant this way. You can, you can ask and go back to, huh, you know, or, hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I really, I really appreciated that, that sort of sense of, we, we don't react to what people say. We react to how it hits us. And whether we think it's it has judgment or whether we you know whether it is uh and it's why I think certain comments about things about us that we don't care there's too many abouts in this sentence, but there's things about us that we 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 we're not fussed about right there's thing traits about us that if we're not like for example. Someone says to me, that was, you know, if I'm playing football and I miss a goal and someone says, wow, that was rubbish, I'm not really offended. I'm I'm upset that they were rude and, you know, dis- discourteous to sound a little bit like Hannibal Lecter. And it, like, it might sort of hurt my feelings a little bit, but just just because they said something mean, not because what they said matters to me in 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 as much as i don't care whether someone thinks i'm good at football now the reason that's not necessarily the best example is because football like lots of things is tribal and it has lots of in-group out-group stuff so when someone says you're rubbish at football they're saying you're not part of the tribe so you know maybe not maybe not the greatest example there um but if i'm in you know even if i'm in a super safe space and i don't feel outcast and and i'm doing some art and someone leans over and says, yeah, that's not, that doesn't look, you know, much like a dog and you were trying to draw a dog. Um, I'm not coming up with very good examples, but the, <laughs> um, the point being, if it's something that you don't care about, not that you don't care about, but you're, you don't judge yourself by, right? If it's something you don't judge yourself by, then those comments kind of glance off you again, even if they were meant with the intent of being cruel, with the intent of really impugning your skill at, at knitting or whatever. Um, it, it's not about the thing that was said. It's about, you know, if you, if you count yourself as a, as a fantastic knitter, then... If you do, if someone doesn't like your knitting, then th- that's how you act. Trying to think about if I've been reviewed for things where there's a, you know, I'm trying to think when I've when I've had feedback about stuff that I I sort of don't judge myself particularly harshly on. You know, I'm not sure, but I imagine there are. Oh yeah. So, just before I came down to sit down with you, I was thinking about the word spouse. Bing! (laughs) 
the word spouse came up. Now, there's been a, it's not necessarily a trend, but there's been a vogue among certain podcasters to describe their, to, to talk about their partner as their spouse. And these are usually people who I know to be married to someone of the opposite gender. Which, you know, whatever. And and for a while, and up until about, where, where, where are we at now? Up until about 12 minutes and 40 seconds ago, I... I was like, ah, oh, that's that's needlessly like that's not a word that we pull. You know what I mean? It's 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 one of those, it's not a natural word that goes that that trips off the top. It's it's not one that's in our default store. We have to go and 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 hunt. It's 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 not one of the apples that's right there at the front of the basket shelf. Shelf? Doesn't seem right, does it? But you know the thing, the thing of apples uh, in the supermarket. You know the way that it's all stacked so that the freshest stuff uh, is is actually at the back, and then the stuff they want to get rid of is at the front because that's the stuff you'll take. Um, it's it, it, it the the word spouse is kind of forget freshness, but it you know it's it's a it's it's like it's a few apples back, and so it always felt like a little bit. You know, but I don't like using the f- phrase like virtue signaling because I didn't know what what virtue was trying to signal, and also I don't much care for that phrase. It's a bit unkind, I think, a lot of the time. But then I just had the thought, and I just thought it was interesting to explore a noodle on because if you're a do and it doesn't matter which which gender in in this case if i'm if i'm picking on binary terms just because it makes life a little bit easier here for for this these straw person examples if you're a dude and you have a a, a wife you are and that you know that that person is not you know if you're a podcaster and you've got a wife and 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 kids like because the the where where they started is I was thinking about protection of privacy and how we protect. If I think if you are considerate, you know the or not even considerate, but I think everyone who who podcasts has or at least should have a kind of a level of respect of of privacy and, and an understanding of, of how much they want to share about people who aren't them. I'm really cagey about sharing almost anything from anyone else in my life. I just I don't like the idea. You know, there's occasionally I might tell a little story because I think it's endearing. But I pick those really carefully, or more more to the point, like I I reject a lot of those, and think no that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about that, because or I'll really really anonymize because I don't like the idea that 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 person can can think why are you talking why are you talking about me on your podcast like 
even even that, you know, could be completely innocuous, but just even that, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm and I I am I tend to be pretty protective over people's privacy. That was a lot of peas there. In, you know, in so much as when it comes to like, I I don't tend to give out contact information when asked. I will say I'll make an introduction. I will give that person your email address and email them. Uh, or, you know, the phone number or whatever. Ten, I tend to do that. And so I get, you know, and, and, and so, you know, if, you, if you're a podcaster and you've got kids, I think you, you find your own level with that, right? And, and so it was that thought, like, taking the kind of improv rule of, well, if this is true in this world, what else is true? And what else might be true there is that someone might extend that same courtesy to their spouse, to their partner. Because now partner is one of those we understand. Um, uh, you know, it, it, is, it, is, uh, a, it is agendered. It's not doesn't feel like the right word. Uh, but, it, you know, uni, unigender, unisex. But it also has other meanings. But, you know, from context, we usually get it. Whereas spouse, again, it's just it's not one of those words that's like the one that you pick by default. And so the thought there is, that's interesting because if you go down the route of wanting to protect someone's privacy, you don't necessarily want to reveal and i'm just exploring this idea that right i'm just exploring this because i think it's interesting perhaps you don't want to reveal the sexuality of your partner you don't want to yeah because you may be out you know if we think about that especially in the context of a uh, non-heterosexual relationship. Otherwise known as a homosexual relationship. <laughs> if you if you take it from that, for whatever reason, homosexual feels masculine to me. And so that's why I sort of went non-heterosexual, because homosexual just feels masculine. But that's not what the word means. Anyway. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting that... That is a reason that you might do that, is to, because, uh, you know, I sometimes think, you know, when people say my my wife, sometimes, you know, when people say my wife, I, I kind of, and, and they don't put, they don't mention the person's name. I sometimes wonder about that, like, the identity of that person just gets erased by their relationship to you. And I'm sure... I don't know, but I can imagine it goes the other way as well. I don't think it's that's necessarily a masculine uh, trait. But the, yeah, this idea of sort of protecting someone's privacy to that degree, because actually, as much as I'm like, it's a couple of words back from the, from the, the, the ones at the front, it's not, you're not race, uh, you're, you're not sort of uh, weaving in and out of, uh, of uh, lexi- lexicogonal 
um, bollards. You're not weaving through traffic there to try and get at it. You're actually doing a fair, a fairly minimum. You know, it doesn't sound that unusual. It sounds, you know, it's a, it's a bit unusual, but it's not that unusual. And so, it doesn't sound like what are you hiding? So much, but yeah, no, I, I, that, that was for me. It was an interesting thought exercise from taking that judgment thing of oh god, why don't you just say wife? You mean wife? That's an assumption on my part, but that's you know that's whatever. Like say husband if you mean husband, you know, perfectly fine. Um, but ob- obviously, then you know we we have the other question for. I'm talking here about people who who have. Uh, relationships where the person's gender is, you know, that they've made a, a decision on that that is not necessary, that is sort of binary, um, where you know there is a word that they could choose. That's the point. Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying that you know the people that have the option to say husband or wife, you know, some of them opt for spouse, and I, a, a good reason for that seems to be to me because you you then get to protect that person's sexuality and you know maybe your own like i'm i'm assuming in this instance that the podcaster is out just because that's how my brain works i'm like well if you're going to make a podcast you're going to be out and that's nonsense um but but more to the point that you want to protect the identity of of that other person and there may be reasons good reasons to do that i mean i'm you know yeah but that that was that was the little thought exercise there for me which i thought was quite fun uh, and of course for those that don't have binary uh the the you know aren't aren't um that don't identify as as a binary choice then obviously you know those those words but then someone else was saying a couple of days ago i was listening to a podcast uh someone saying like aunt and uncle we haven't we haven't got one for we haven't got a neutral one for that and we need one we've got cousin we've got sibling that's one that that's one i'll be honest where i sort of wonder because i've heard people say my my sibling, and that's a word that you use plurally, but to to just refer to you to someone as your sibling again. Meh. But that comes from me making assumptions about that particular sibling. I'm assuming straight away that they have a, you know, pre-boxed, box-fresh, defined uh, gender. So there you go. Some thoughts. Some thoughts to be. To be going on with. Um, so, from yesterday's uh, excitement, I started acting uh, on that. Sort of immediately, I published this episode, um, and I've started putting putting feelers out, and uh, yeah, investigating. Or. No, not investigating. I'm just wondering about whether I do uh, something like Fiverr. Because I did for a while, and I I, I really... I have, I have equal parts sympathy, but also... 
a good degree of, huh, with a little bit of judgment about people who do the gig economy stuff in terms of where you have to audition a lot. You know, I did, uh, there was a site called Voice Bunny and uh, I did, I, I had to jump through a few hoops to get um, vetted for for that site. And, you know, I paid money to be a, I'm sure I did, to be like a bunny pro. And I can't remember what that got me, but an updated profile or whatever. And I auditioned for quite a few gigs and I got none of them. I got no, I got zero gigs. None of the gigs. None gigs. Um, And I kept going. And in the end, I actually wrote a piece about it. And I don't think it exists anymore. But I think I did, I think I did write a piece about this. Back in probably would have been 2016 about how and I guess I still had a bit of piss and vinegar in me back then that would write this kind of thing that was like I'm why I'm leaving voice bunny it's like no one no one cares dude no one no one knew that you were on there so no one really cares um but you know those kinds of things and 99 designs like I don't know. If, I don't know if this makes me a hypocrite because I, I kind of think, well, the people who I like to think anyway, that the people who quote unquote work for Ninety Nine Designs, who design for it, and you know who are designers and do the stuff, I'd like to think that they. I mean, they know the the gamble. Um, but I'd like to think that they're sort of okay enough with the arrangement because it's it's not great for them. And that's the thing. That's like I use it because it's great for me. It's great for, for me, for the guy who needs the designs. But then when you get hundreds, well, not hundreds, but when you get like a dozen designs back from people, and you only pick one. Those people have done the design. Like only a first draft, but still. They've done the design in the hope that you're going to pay them a bit of money. And what I will say is 99 Designs, I actually don't know how it breaks down in terms of who gets what, but what you pay is like, yeah, that's not peanuts. It's not like 30 quid for a logo, you know? I've I've paid multiple hundreds of, of dollars, which... For someone who's done something in 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 a day, you sort of go, no, that that like that's fair, right? That that's fair. Um, and when you've gone into multiple drafts, you sort of you start getting into the territory of like, I'm getting a pretty good deal here. But yeah, like enough where you sort of go, my conscience is is you know uh, assuaged, my guilt is assuaged a little bit by, yeah, no, I'm putting down a chunk, uh, uh, you know, enough where it sort of feels like I am actually paying. A person for a thing. But that kind of economy, having done a little bit of it myself and having had no success, and like Upwork, Upwork has become a dreadful nightmare. It's become a dystopian landscape. It's horrid the way that they're working out now and how you bid for jobs. It's it's really... Yeah, it's really unpleasant and overwrought and competitive in a not 
in in a toxic way. It's it's toxic competition because you know there is absolutely friendly competition. Friendly competition. Sorry, that's a that's a reference just for me and Brendan. Um, conversation we had today. Um, yeah, it's 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 toxic competition. Um, and it's 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 really unpleasant. Um, we were talking about this because I was thinking about the the voice work. What I like about Fiverr is that they don't play that game. You, you know, you charge what you want, but of course, you, you're always going to end up charging a little bit less. You're always going to try and undercut, but it's voice work. You know, it's it's that kind of stuff. Like like designs. If someone wants to work with you because they like your thing, then they're gonna be willing to pay a little bit more than you know. It's 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 not like can I get um, a drawing of a cat that's really simple or that's a bad example or can i get a web page knocked up or can you fix this bit of code can you show me how to do google analytics or whatever you know like i paid someone on people per hour back at the end of 2020 to basically set up my google ad thing and so that i could know that it was actually working so that when someone so that when when we rang the 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 bell for a sale i knew that it was getting tracked in google analytics which it's a it's a that thing is a nightmare and i i don't know if they've designed it like this on purpose i don't think so i think, just think it's bad it's bad design um but it's become increasingly hard to use and impenetrable and you can't actually get at information it's become so ab- abstracted that it's like well you can track anything it used to be for tracking website visits now it's like well you can track any event on any kind of platform it doesn't have to be on the web and so w- when you keep adding these layers of abstraction it becomes really hard to actually use the product but i ended up paying someone on on people per hour to just go listen just make this right so that because it, it's not i don't care well i care that it's done i don't care about the process uh, give me the code or whatever it is that I need to install, show me what the code, and, you know, that person did it. But I could have just, you know, gone for the cheapest, the lowest bid uh, that, that said and demonstrated that they had the skill. You know, that's not the kind of thing that is subjective, like voice work or illustration, so many different styles, or music, even to guitarists playing the same electric guitar playing the same song playing the same melody um not necessarily playing the same song but you will hear differences in their styles like i i can hear john popper's and identify john popper's harmonica and stevie wonder's harmonica playing i i can hear the difference um it's you know it's I remember hearing a track by uh, the band who did Two Princes I've forgotten the name and uh, Pocket Full of Kryptonite and all that stuff. Well, one two princes who before you is what I said now princes. I can't remember the ba- name of the band. Um, but there there was a I was listening to their album one of their albums might have been Pocket Full of Kryptonite. Um, and 
there was a harmonica solo, and I was like, I could swear that's I could swear that's John Popper. That sounds like a John Popper harmonica solo. John Popper of of the band Blues Traveller, and so I googled it, and yes, yes, I was right. Uh, same with uh, remembering listening to uh, the Annie Lennon or Eurythmic song. Um, what's it actually called? Talking to an angel. There must be an angel. There must be an angel playing with my heart. That one. It's got a really nice harmonica solo. It's really clean and crisp. Um, not necessarily crisp, but it's very clean. And I thought, yeah, that's got to be Stevie Wonder. And 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 lo and behold, right? It's something. Two people playing ostensibly the same instrument. You know, it's again. You know, Bob Dylan. He's just he's just wheezing down the down the thing. He's not really hitting any notes. Um, because despite how much he enjoyed playing the harmonica, he wasn't, you know, perhaps he shouldn't have played it quite so much. Because um, sometimes get a bit grating. Anyway, that's my personal opinion about the work of one of the most uh, influential and talented musicians that's uh, uh, graced our uh, <laughs> graced our our knowledge. Um, I can't play the harmonica as well as Bob Dylan. There you go. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, anything subjective. Yes, you you can and should expect to pay more for it. Because you're paying for that rarity, that uniqueness, that special spark. You're paying for that. That's the voice I heard in my head. You know, it's that thing. And I, I, I so I did, I think I used Fiverr for this very job. I created a video for my old company. Uh, again, Oh, it was right early, might have been right early doors last year, early 2021. It's amazing to think what's happened in the last 18 months. Woof. Um, 20 months. Gosh. It's, I just, I've really got f- hit full in the face by that then. Oh, took me back. Took me aback. Um, yeah. I made this video and I got to, I wanted two voice actors, wanted a female voice and a male voice. And I knew that I wanted, um, I hope this lands okay with you and this doesn't sound weird, but I, I knew I wanted a black male voice with kind of a London accent or a, you know, um, and I just, I just, I, I, that's what I heard. I knew that's what I wanted. And, I was able to find just those two voices and did a little bit of direction, which was basically, oddly enough, it was like, no, tone it down. Make it make it sound less like you're presenting. Actually, just just say the words really casually because they'll work. Uh, and it's it's like it, it did. It worked. Um, it, you know, because, again, we talked about this a while, a while back. And like, I, I have this weird thing where I kind of see... I see the thing fully formed. Like I knew what this manifesto video was. I saw the, like some of the words pop up and I knew how they looked and I knew the rhythm and the cadence. And I kind of knew the voices that, that were, that were supposed to say it. And so everything was then about, okay, that's, that's the reference document, but it doesn't exist. So in order to, for it to exist, I have to try and copy that as, as well as I can. And because of that, I paid a bit extra for those voices because I was sifting through and finding, no, that's exactly the tone, that's exactly the voice that I want. It's got 
the right mix. It's got a bit of a a bit of something to it, a bit of character to it without it being like it gets out of the way enough so that the words run through, but there's also a bit of character in there and all you know, all that kind of stuff. I enjoy I enjoy part of that process. And I loved loved the result of that video. Uh, if you ever want to see it, I think you can probably go into YouTube and you can search Podient Manifesto and you'll find it. Um, but it's two people who were both directed to, no, that, that was a great first take. Now I'd want you to make it more boring, basically. Um, but yeah, so maybe five of them, who knows? <laughs> That's what we're saying here. Listen, this was uh, another... We're, we're we're getting longer, aren't we? It's because I'm uh, I'm just, I'm often just sat here getting into a reverie. So I hope that's okay. And I hope my voice wasn't too annoying. I should go and I should drink some water. If we're gonna if we're gonna get into our final uh, our final moments here, I don't want to be coming at you with a strained voice. It's the sound of Mark drinking water. So now I will speak from the diaphragm and from the front of my throat rather than the back. There we go. A little bit more relaxed. Well, thank you for spending the last 36 minutes with me, having a a, a little mental noodle, a little wander around, a uh, a few ideas. That's what our time is uh, about I thank you for spending this time with me and if you would like to make yourself comfortable and I will try not to fall asleep when I do this do close your eyes if you would like to and it's safe to do so and uh, we'll bring this in for a close and I will remind you that as long as you can hear me you exist And because you exist, you are entitled to love and to be free from pain. You are connected. You are wanted. You are safe. You are welcome.